You're listening to Governance 360, a Link Group podcast hosted by me, Lindsay Dowd. Hello, everyone. Today, I am delighted to introduce Alison Owers. Alison is CEO of Orient Capital, our specialist investor relations team, as well as being director of DF King Limited, our expert proxy solicitation and debt services solutions team. Alison this morning was presenting at a Governance Thought Leadership event here at Link about the new ESG report which OCs recently launched. So I was going to actually kick off, uh, Alison. Could you just give us a brief overview of an explanation of the reason why you put the report into practice? Yeah, of course. Um, I think behind the scenes we tend to put out at least one or two thought leadership um, pieces of work a year within our OC and DF King efforts and and the team behind that and one of the things that have been coming closer and closer together and felt like a real convergence of themes for us was ESG and for those people who are new to what that actually means and and kind of need a a bit of an understanding of that it's the environmental social and governance factors that that are affecting companies and how Um, people are trying to quantify that these days. So I think certainly with what we were trying to do with this piece of research that we're very proud of, um, we're kind of about to sort of release the baby that is the research and launch it very officially, is that we felt that it was a theme that we couldn't ignore. We felt that it was coming up on a lot of the work we're doing within Orient Capital and and touching on the DF King work as well. And so it felt like we needed to explore this a bit further to try and give people a better understanding of perhaps a need-to-know guide of what they could be doing practically to understand some of the stuff around that. Fantastic. As you say, it's certainly the buzz phrase at the moment, isn't Mm -hmm. it? We're seeing a lot of the institutions commenting in detail on what they're expecting companies to provide. So what did you find when you you were speaking to companies as part of the research? What were the key findings? Yeah, I I sort of stepped back slightly. So actually the the research and how we did it was that we went away and we interviewed um, and surveyed over 100 investor relations practitioners, company secretaries, head of comms, CFOs. We initially were starting our research thinking that we were going to tackle it from a, a kind of UK and European perspective. Um, we, Our interaction is that we do a lot in Asia and we do a lot in Australia, so it felt very natural to include that audience as part of this. And certainly the, the, the weekly roundups I have with my counterparts um, in the other parts of the world around it, absolutely, this was a theme that we were going to have to make more glo- global and broaden out. When we were working our way through the research and, and coming on to the findings of it, it became very obvious that actually it needed to be supplemented with some expert views. So that's what we've also got running through the report itself. I think for me and the team that put the report together, there's certainly um, some key themes that are coming out of the research. And we subdivided it really into the importance of ESG for a particular company, ESG considerations, the company itself and how they're approaching ESG and actually how that formulates into how seriously they're taking it. So I think there are certainly a a reader of the report itself would see that there are four pickups and then ultimately how you can put that into best practice. So I can run through those themes if that's useful. Yes, Um, please. I think it would also be great to hear any differences that you you mentioned um, mm. surveying companies from different parts Mm -hmm. of the globe. And I think it would be also interesting to hear how different regions are actually uh, approaching the issue. So so thinking about those themes and the pickup of those themes, uh, your company and ESG was a big one for us. 
the people we surveyed, 87% of them um, were in roles that connect through to the ESG piece. They were predominantly investor relations, as we mentioned at the start. Equally, they weren't alone doing that role. I think one of the things that came out of the event we ran this morning was the word collaboration for me. So it was very much that it might be IR with COSEC, IR with comms, IR with the board to a certain extent, IR with CSR, IR with head of sustainability. So I think the very fact that ESG weaves into a number of different environments within a company is important mm-hmm. and, and that came through loud and clear. The other one in relation to the company itself is that we certainly noticed 64% of the people we interviewed as part of this saying that they had had and they had seen either a, a significant to a medium change in their role in the last three years, which which actually speaks of volumes of how ESG is much more mainstream than it was. It's much more prominent in people's minds. One of the, the pickups that's interesting that we noted around the companies were how people rate themselves for ESG. That was quite interesting. So in in order of countries and, and no bias here whatsoever, the, the the results we found from our research were that the Europeans were the, the kind of proudest, I guess, and the ones that rated themselves as higher than some of the other countries. It followed Asia into Australia and New Zealand and then the UK coming sort of um, as a later adopter to that. Now, that is interesting in itself. Is that mm. just um, us Brits being a bit more or less self-assured around that or is that actually that we, we need to do it better and we're adopting it and you know the, the Europeans at the other end of the spectrum have been thinking about it longer than we have. So that, that was quite an interesting... Yeah, um, I think not necessarily what I'd have expected, no, actually. No, yeah. which, which came out of the, the um, event this morning, actually. Mm. Um, I think the, the second main theme around the, the importance of ESG, so what we were asking at this stage was how important do you see it, what do you see as the core functions within the ESG world that are <laughs> relevant to your, your role? So over 60% of everyone we surveyed said it is important, um, and again, in the, the kind of global view on that, we noted that Australia and New Zealand absolutely were the, the top of the tree in that in relating to it being very important, followed by the UK, then Europe, then Asia on that one. And perhaps one of the, the highlights on that is that with some of the, the maybe more extractive, um, you know, environmentally challenged sectors that Australia have, have traditionally seen that that's why perhaps they've been ahead of the curve for longer. In terms of what the core responsibilities are for people around ESG, um, there were three things that came out of our research. One was that reporting on ESG was important, be it that they were reporting through the sustainability report or they were putting in metrics around that to which to benchmark themselves. Another one which flowed into that was then, the second one was understanding and measuring ESG. So how do they practically work through that as a company? And the third one, which, um, again, some of our panel speakers today were were kind of surprised by, was that the lowest one that people were finding is the liaison with the agencies, which when we went through and interviewed some of our experts for this, there was a big uh, degree of variation around what people see as less standardised. A lot of people were saying to us, this should be standardised, there should be metrics that work across... Um, if not, uh, you know, industries and sectors to a certain extent. So perhaps we will see that. If we rerun this research in, I don't know, the next year or so, perhaps we'll see an improvement in that, in that mm-hmm. people are 
going out and talking to agencies more to get their voice better heard, but also to get an appreciation and an understanding of what they're trying to do as a company. The third theme I think that is probably worth exploring and, and talking a, a little bit about is about um, ESG considerations. So we asked everyone we surveyed, do you actually produce a, a, an ESG report or a sustainability report? Um, 69% of those we surveyed do do that, which was actually a wee bit lower than we thought it would be. Um, for the people we surveyed, less than 50% of those in the UK said they do that. So we thought that was a surprising um, element and actually challenged quite strongly by our audience today in, in the event we ran. So perhaps we have people who are very well aware of this watching the launch this morning. One of the suggestions that came out of that, which came through into this sort of summary piece around this is, if you haven't thought through that before, what should you do? And one of it was review yourself versus your your peer and your sector. One of it, again, back to that theme I just mentioned, was proactively engage with your rating agencies. And another point around that was make sure you're expanding your annual report to think through an ESG section so that you, at least you're starting to cover it then. The fourth um, theme and sort of to move through the, the kind of summary findings of the report really was we asked people how seriously they're taking um, they're taking ESG and there was a lot to this section of the report so just some very key highlights. I think the one that, that kind of really made us sit up and take notice is that how seriously are your management taking this in relation to ESG versus long-term performance. So there was definitely a trend that, without a doubt, I think Australia and New Zealand felt like the highest, that their management was absolutely all over this. They were taking it very seriously. As that flowed into that being followed by Europe, um, and then the UK, Asia, sort of last on the list for this one, really it was just about um, 40, 35, 40% of people who were saying that their management were looking at this in relation to, to REM. So again, if we rethink through this in the next year or so, I think my prediction would that be that would be quite different. And last but not least, we were asking people what their spend was on ESG and there were variations. We had um, people not spending anything at the moment through to a few thousand pounds and that might be on additional services that support their understanding of it we had a six percent of everyone we surveyed say actually yeah we absolutely spend um, a consistent amount on this and they were saying over fifty thousand pounds now that didn't pick up those people that were perhaps um, have ported in a an ESG specialist sitting within their investor relations team, which tends to be a trend that we're seeing certainly within some sectors in the UK space. Thanks, Alison. That's very interesting. You can see there's a lot of different data, lots of different information in terms of themes there. So um, the world you guys are operating in, it's investor relations. So can I ask, is there anything anecdotal you've seen in relation to what companies are doing on the buy side and possibly any matrix that they're using? Yeah, I, th I, I think so. Um, we, we certainly, from looking at this report, from supporting companies with perception studies, we knew that ESG was a theme that was hitting them in the face, that they were going out, thinking about their investor meetings and finding that they were being challenged around being asked questions, sensible questions about what the company's ESG 
you know, viewpoint was on certain things, but being expected to then think through the, the kind of metrics and how they were reporting that. So I, I would say for the investor relations professionals, most of the meetings that they will be thinking of going into, they're starting to get much more aware of having to answer these questions, thinking through how that they can ensure that their management team could also appropriately answer those questions and even through to the point of embedding an ESG specialist into their investor relations team so they're prepared for that and are dealing with the, the kind of the, the themes that may come out of that very definitely. Thank you. And final question before we just come on to where people can actually get hold of this report. Lots of different themes here, but if you had to pick one, what do you think is the crucial issue that boards should be focusing on at the moment? I think there's two. I, th- okay. I, th- I, th- <laughs> I think the two that, um, if I if I looked at the E, it's climate change, and it's uh, and we do have a very helpful. It's very jargon related, so we do have a very helpful glossary in the report that, if I'm throwing um, different pieces out at you, that will be helpful to look through that at the same time. So, climate change, thinking through. the the disclosures that need to be made under TCFD, SASB, making sure that that is being addressed. And that's the feedback we're also hearing from the investor community of their expectations. Certainly seeing that from, you know, the the, the State Streets and the Larry Fink being quite um, open about that's what the the drive they're making. I think the, the second one would be board diversity and that theme that continues. So, We've, we've certainly in the UK seen a greater um, number of women sort of coming onto boards. I think there's definitely going to be a driver, not necessarily about the gender piece, but around ethnicity, around making sure that that diversity theme carries through. And, and if, that, if that doesn't, and it's not a warning around it, but I think, you know, we're coming into... Uh, voting season we're coming into um, the point where investors really um, if they're not seeing any amends they will start voting with their feet so it's one to be aware of for for the upcoming AGM season very definitely. Thank you and where can people get hold of the report? So the report is going to be available on the insight section of the link group website so please feel free to go in there download it Fling us any questions if you want to. We're we're dying to see how this one evolves and hope to report on the theme again in due course. Alison, thank you very much. And everyone, enjoy the report. It's a very good read. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast description for more information on this episode's guests and presenters. And if you want to get in touch with any of us, we'd love to hear from you.